What's up, guys? My name is Sabrina, and I get to be one of the hosts for this podcast, On Fire. For those who are new here, for those who are coming back, welcome. I'm so excited, so stoked, and so grateful that you guys are tuning in for today's amazing, amazing episode because we are in part four of the message series titled Examples of Obedience. Now, for those who have no idea what this um, concept is of this series, it's pretty much self-explanatory. We're going to be taking examples from the Bible, you know, taking stories from the Bible about specific people, specific characters, and sharing their obedience to God and how that played an important role in their walk with Christ. I personally feel like obedience needs to be talked about just a tad, just a little bit more because for those who are starting their walk with Christ probably don't know with, um, what obedience may look like or what that looks like in their walk with Christ or how, you know, they just don't know where to start or how it looks like. And for those that have been in their walk with Christ do slack a lot of obedience and I see it even in myself, we do slack of a lot of obedience. So I personally feel like um obedience needs to be a reminder of how important it is in your walk with christ and how it's like a necessity to do when god is calling you or telling you to do something it's always an obedient thing to do and listen to so i feel like in today's generation in today's world it needs to be talked about just a tad bit more and hopefully that this message series is kind of a motivational and inspiration and kind of a reminder of having obedience and obeying in god's word and his will for your life. In last week's episode, I got to do part three of Moses' obedience, which I feel like is one of my favorites because Moses is such a relatable person. I feel like me sharing his story and just kind of how like, obviously I can't split the red scene. I mean, I'm not gonna put limits on my heavenly father. I probably can here and there, but um, just splitting the red sea and again, just lack confidence in himself, thinking he's not made to be a leader for people, for thousands of people, you know, the Israelites and stuff like that, which is kind of relatable in, in our lives. You know, we all have that leadership role. Or maybe there's something that God is calling us to do and we just feel kind of like, mm, you sure, God? You know, just doubting and second guessing God's plan, which is kind of like bad. <laughs> but, you know, Moses is so relatable and I feel like we can all relate to Moses' story. Again, maybe not splitting the Red Sea. I don't know. Don't want to put limits on God, but <laughs> whatever. Um, so yeah, if you guys are curious about that, make sure you go check out that episode. Then once you're done, make sure you come back here because we are doing part four of this message series titled Joshua's Obedience. Now in today's episode, we're going to be again sharing a story and his obedience toward God and how it played an important role in his walk with Christ. You can find his story in the book of Joshua. I will be covering um, the whole book of Joshua. Again, for the sake of time and sake of your ears, I won't be blaming them off on every chapter i won't be doing that but i will pinpoint things that do need to be talked about again just concerning his obedience towards god so without further ado let's just go ahead and jump right into it so who is joshua a lot of you may know who joshua is a lot of you may not know who joshua is i won't be surprised if a lot of you may not know joshua's story because i feel like well obviously like where I grew up and like my walk with Christ Joshua wasn't really talked a lot about like in sermons or like in like leader huddles or whatever like it wasn't really talked about as much and as I was growing my walk with Christ I may have heard about him twice or three times and I've been walking with Christ for three years um I believe it's three years or is it a year (laughs) I'm not sure but as I've been walking with Christ I may have heard of him like once or twice. I know he's very known for the Jericho walls falling down. A lot of us have heard of that story. A lot of us may not heard have heard of that story. But if you have heard of it, again, just stay with me. Just, you know, listen along because I feel like God will pinpoint and highlight things that he probably didn't probably didn't click to you in the first time you heard it or the second time or the 500th time you've heard this so please it's always a good reminder to hear god's stories because there are things that god will speak to that you probably didn't recognize the first time so 
<clears throat> sorry, again, Joshua's family line. So he's from the son, he's son of Nun, and who was a slave to Egypt, you know. He was one of the Israelites that was captured under Pharaoh's control. Now, okay, this is like a little inside joke. Every time I say it, you know, Joshua's the son of Nun, I have this nephew. It's a family joke. You probably won't get it, but it's fine. I just want to share it. I have a nephew who, um, <laughs> just thinking about it, it makes me laugh, but I have a nephew and his little sister who was my niece. She had a hard time saying his name. So she called him Nan, which was nowhere near his name. Okay. It's nowhere near like his, like his first name. She did. We would try to correct her so much and she would always say Nan. Okay. Like just Nan. And his middle name is Jesus, obviously Jesus. So we would say his first name and then we'd be like, Jesus. And she wouldn't say his first name. She would just say Nansus. So when I think of Joshua, um, Joshua's dad, son of Nun, it just reminds me of Nansus, which is, it's it's just a little inside joke. And it's just something I look at. I'm like, that's kind of crazy. But whatever, you can laugh at it. You may not think it's funny, but to me it is. Anyways, so God calls Joshua to lead the Israelites because as we left off in last week's episode Moses was called to lead the Israelites out of Pharaoh's control out of Egypt now I probably didn't mention this um, in that episode but they wandered for 40 years okay they were still in the wilderness they were still wandering around for 40 years um with Moses so Moses had you know R.I.P. Moses he passed away and God needed someone to fulfill that that promise he made to their ancestors about bringing them to the land of Canaan because I mentioned that in last episode where he was going to bring them to the, a good and spacious land known as the land of Canaan known as the land of promise so he needed someone to fulfill that so he called Joshua now why specifically Joshua in Deuteronomy 34 verse 9 it says now Joshua son of Nun son of Nansus son of Nun was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him so the Israelites listened to him and did what the Lord had commanded Moses so obviously Moses had touched him and he was like I choose you I call you and God's like I call you to lead my people to lead the Israelites my sons and daughters out of this wilderness and into the land of promise now that's a lot <laughs> that's a lot of baggage he's carrying on his shoulder that's a lot of pressure so Joshua prepares the people which is talked about in Josh, uh, Joshua chapter 1 God tells um, Joshua to lead the Israelites to cross the Jordan River and into the land of Canaan. In verses 5 to 6, um, this is what God tells Joshua, okay? He says, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life, period. <laughs> As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the, the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. And then we jump into verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And I personally feel like that's a good reassurance God could have given Joshua, okay? Because, again, Joshua's leading thousands of Israelites. He's leading thousands of his own people to the land of Canaan, to the land of promise. And they have to go through a lot. It's a walking distance. They have to go through a lot. So they got to think about food, water, clothing you know, the animals they may have, you know, they got to think about all that stuff. So Joshua is a leader. He has to take control through God's power. Obviously he has to be that leader for the kingdom of God. And he has to be that leader for them. He has to pretty much take them through on a journey to get to that promise. So it was a lot to handle. And I bet if God was telling me, hey, I need you to lead like 2000 people out of it, I'd be like, mm, are you sure God, <laughs> do you want me to do it? But having that reassurance of be strong and courageous that no one will stand against you. Oh, 
my gosh, it's like in Romans 8.31, where it says, if God is for us, who can be against us? Which I freaking love that verse. But do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. He will never leave us nor forsake us. That's what God is telling Joshua. And that's what Joshua is having in the back of his mind. That's what I will literally have on replay in the back of my mind. Oh, God will never leave me. God will never forsake me. I got this. Be strong and courageous through the Holy Spirit. I would literally have that on replay. But anyways, so Joshua tells the officers of the people. So they had like their little arrangements. He told them a plan of like what God was telling Joshua. So he tells everybody about it. So in Joshua chapter two is where things things get interesting. So from here on, things get kind of interesting. So Joshua in that chapter, Joshua sends out two spies to watch over the land, especially Jericho, because they had to go and get the city of Jericho. They had to go capture it. But obviously it was under a very, it was under a king. So the king of Jericho notices that these two spies were watching over um, the land and he sends his men to go out and get them, obviously to go kill them. So the Israelite spies stay with the woman named Rahab. Um, in the Bible, she was known as the prostitute. They call her the woman prostitute Rahab. I took that part out because I was like, I don't want to define her as that. But just for clarification, that's what she was called. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that. But anyways, so they stay with this woman named Rahab. And because of what she heard about God, you know, with Moses, you know, bringing them out of Egypt and the splitting of the Red Sea. And before, like in Deuteronomy, they were conquering and destroying land. Again, just gathering the land that God had promised her ancestors, you know, promised the Israelites before time. So because of what she heard, she feared the Lord. She was like, you know what? I believe that God is this. I believe that he is the most high, da, da, da. So she hides and protects the two spies. And in return, she tells him, like, because of my kindness, I showed you. May your Lord show kindness on me and my family that when things go down, can you protect us? Can you save us from the destruction of Jericho? So in return, they promise to save her and her family from the destruction of Jericho. They tell her, you know what? We'll keep this an oath. We'll make it a promise to God and we'll keep you safe. So when things are going to go down... You won't go down with it yet. You will come out of it. <clears throat> Sorry. And Joshua's um thirteen uh, Joshua three, chapters three to five is when Israel crosses the Jordan River and all the good stuff starts to happen. So in Joshua three three, um, this is what God tells Joshua. He says, When you see the Ark of the Covenant, which is the Ten Commandments, which was what Moses had given the Israelites, um, so when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. So pretty much what God was telling Joshua is that they camped there at the, the at the place they were at where the two spies were at. They camped there for like three days and then they started to make a move. So this is what God was telling Joshua that um, when the time comes, when I, when the waters, you know, when you go through the river of the Jordan... Um, let the Levitical priest carry the Ark of the Covenant, and when you see that, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. And he also, God also gives specific instructions. I should have put it down, but I didn't. Ugh, dang. <laughs> but God also tells to keep a distance with the Levitical priest. He tells them to let them move ahead, and you follow behind them from like three cubic meters or centimeters something like that that you keep a distance at that. Now, I don't know why specifically God has said keep a distance with them because honestly, it doesn't really say much about like why he did it, but God just did, uh, Joshua did so. He didn't really ask like, well, why can I just like be on their butt? Can I like be right with them? Like, why do I have to keep a specific distance? But Joshua didn't say anything. He was just like, okay, like that's what you want, but I'm gonna just do it. And again, him spiritually growing in Christ. And I'll talk about that more in just a second. So in verse eight, God also says, tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant, when you reach the edge, edge of the Jordan waters go and stand in the river okay so Joshua told the Israelites this he told the priests about it and they both did as God commanded them again 
no questions asked they just did it okay they were just going with their gut they were having faith they trusted they obeyed what god was telling them so they followed the levitical priests who carried the ark of the covenant okay so once they grabbed and they started walking they followed like what god had told joshua and just said god has split the red sea now this really shocked me when i was reading again about this because i was like <gasps> i had no idea that god did this again he pretty much dried the jordan sea as well like he split the red sea this homie the homie the most high really dried the red sea so that they may walk through it in verse 17 it says the priests who carried the ark of the covenant of the lord stopped in the middle of the jordan and stood on dry ground while all israel passed by until until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground so they witnessed again that the sea was and it said in the bible around this time the waves or the waters you know were kind of crazy because it was harvest time you know it was kind of hectic but that specific time god, look at god he was just trying to he was like I'm that guy. Literally, it was crazy at the time because of the time of the season. But God literally moved the waters out of the way so that Israelites may. Pff, my goodness, I don't even. I could go on and on about that. But anyway, so everyone had finished crossing the Jordan River, and God gives another command to jo Joshua. I almost said Joseph to Joshua. In Joshua's chapter four, verses three to three, two to three, he says, "Two choose twelve men from among the people." one from each tribe, and tell them to take up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua did as the Lord commanded. He didn't really... Now, this is like kind of bizarre, kind of like unusual type thing, because like, why would I go and pick up twelve stones? For what? Like, why would I go pick up some rocks and keep it and stay with me? wherever i camp tonight like why why would i do that but joshua didn't he didn't really ask god why you know it's it's more out of curiosity okay i would be like well why you know out of curiosity not because i'm like why god you know all angry or whatever but joshua just did it he was just like okay I'll, I'll go and pick up 12 stones why not like it's not a bug it's not gonna be a bother to me but a lot of you may think why specifically 12 stones well those are great questions because in verse 24 um, this is what Joshua is telling um, telling the Israelites on why they needed to pick up those stones. He said he did this so that all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord is powerful and so that you may uh, might also fear the Lord your God. So obviously Joshua wanted them to tell. So God was telling Joshua that they need to tell their kids and their kids kids and obviously the generation that will follow about what had happened that day that the Jordan Sea was dried up. It was gone so that they may they walked through it. It was kind of like a testimony of sharing um, sharing their story and just pretty much a reminder that God is powerful. God literally did this for us. Again, just testimonies and reminders of how powerful our God is and how powerful the, in the God we serve. So that was just kind of a reason why they needed to do that. Now, it was crazy because like Joshua didn't ask why. God just told him, which was like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just reading this again and just going over it. I'm like, it just, it, it's just shocking about the old testament and all the powerful ways that god was moving and also in the new testament but anyways so um they camped at gagal i hope i'm saying that. i'm gonna just spell it g-i-l-g-a-l gagal that's how i'm gonna say it i should probably go over these names a lot more but anyway so in jo um, joshua chapter 5 this is where the circumcision and the passover happened um i've talked about the unleaved uh, passover in the last episode with moses and what that represented so just for more clarity, more clarification on that, again, go check that episode out because that gave a lot of clarity and confirmation on what today, um, what today's episode is. So in verse 2 to 3, um, 
At the time of the Lord said to Joseph, Joshua, I keep wanting to see Joseph. At the time the Lord said to Joshua, make flint knives and circumcise the Israelites again. So Joshua made flint knives and circled the Israelites at Gibbeth, Gibbeth, and then Haraloth, Haraloth. I hope I'm saying this right again. These names are so unusual. Like, I don't know how they did it back then. Anyways, so Joshua did as God commanded. Okay, again, an act of obedience. Joshua didn't ask why. He didn't really say, well, some of them already are, like, we're already circumcised, so, like, why do I need to go and circumcise other people again? He Again, he didn't question it. He just did it. He was just like, all right, bet, coolness, let's just let's just go and get, get people circumcised. So the reason why behind it is because the Israelites, you know, the newborns being born at the time and all, like, the obviously they wanted for 40 years, so the kids that were being born and all this stuff, they weren't circumcised yet, so at um, so the Israelites all born during the um, wilderness wanderings are circumcised at Gagal because they were not circumcised in the wilderness. And then pretty much like all the newborns, you know, they were just there for like 40 years. So they didn't really commit or really didn't follow that law of Moses just yet. So that's why God was telling Joshua they need to do it now because that's like an anointing. That was like a law they needed to follow. So they also celebrate after that, they celebrated the Passover and the only bread again, which was from the Mo- Moses's law again talks about that last episode go check that out go hear from it so you can get more clarity on that so in chapters five this is like the vision that joshua got it was known as the commander of the army of the lord okay so joshua has a vision of a commander of the army of the lord who looked equipped for battle so when i said this when i was reading this uh as previous says in other bibles or other like studies or like research but i picture like an angel just fully equipped you know like Michael, Gabriel, you know, all the, all the like strong soldiers, I, uh, strong angels, I've pictured them equipped and ready for battle. You know, they got the full armor of God on, they had their anointed oil on them. You know, that's, that's what I pictured when I was reading this. So obviously Joshua has his vision and the commander tells Joshua to take off his sandals because he is standing on holy ground. Now, this is familiar, especially if you know Moses and the burning bush. Again, the angel of the Lord appeared to Moses when he called Moses on that mountain of Herod. Um, this is when the angel of the Lord appeared as the burning bush to Moses and the, and God told him to take off your sandals because you're standing on holy ground. And what did Joshua do? He didn't do it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he did it. Joshua took off his sandals because he was standing on holy ground. He didn't second guess it. He didn't really, he didn't ask questions. And from last episode, Moses was asking thousands of questions, but Joshua didn't ask not one single question, maybe in the beginning, but he's just continuing growing spiritually and he's just growing faith like crazy. So now in Joshua chapter six is the fall of Jericho. This is when things go down, literally go down. (laughs) So God gives specific instructions to Joshua in Jericho in verse three to five. He says, march around the city once with all the armed men do this for six days, have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times. When the priest blowing, with the priest blowing the trumpets, when you hear the sound of a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse, and the army will go up, and everyone straight in. So then, all this, this is all the instructions God was giving us. So Joshua told the Israelites to plan. Right? So Joshua, yeah, Joshua told the Israelites to plan. And they acted on the instructions from God. Again, they acted on the commands. They didn't just talk about it. They walked about it, okay? They acted on it. It showed action and the obedience towards God. And on the seventh day, because of their actions, 
On the seventh day, the walls of the city miraculously fell down, and the Israelites destroyed Jericho and everyone in it, except for Rahab and Rahab and her family, because again, the oath, the promise that they made to her. And obviously, again, for the sake of time and for sake of years, I would love to go in depth more about this, these specific um, chapters that I'm about to mention. But just for the sake of time and your ears, I'm not going to talk the mod law. So I'm just going to give a quick brief. So in chapters, Josh, uh, chapters 10 to 11, it just talks about Joshua going again and conquering lands, you know, um, destroying people who have sinned against God, you know, literally, and just kind of taking the land that God had promised them. So God is still commanding Joshua to go and do this, go do that. Joshua's doing it. He's telling the Israelites they're all going forth. They had crazy faith. They had strong faith. They had strong confidence in God. And they just continued to go at war with like different lands and different kings. And then in Joshua chapters 13 to 21 is where they decided to divide the land of for inheritance. So they give. So God tells Joshua, divide the lands that you all conquered and give it to um, these different tribes, the 12 tribes. So there goes Joshua dividing it all as God is commanding him again, act of obedience. So he's dividing it all and obviously he gets some for himself as God commanded him. So they're giving it all away. And I believe in total, they had conquered over 30 kings, 30 lands. They had um, won victory, obviously through God, they were able to do that. I think it was 30 or 31 that they were able to take, that they conquered and defeated the kings. And then jumping into Joshua 21 is where the promises are fulfilled. This is when finally, El Fin, this is where they finally reached the land of Canaan, the land of promise. God gave Israel all the land and all the possession, all the rest that he had promised their ancestors. In verse 45 of chapter 21, he says, Not one of the Lord's good promises to Israel felt everyone every one of them was filled and i really needed to point pinpoint this first because i was debating on sharing it but i was like no this has to be shared because this is a good reminder to have every one of the promises that god made for israel were fulfilled okay even if they wandered those 40 years i feel like that was able to be fulfilled because of the obedience that these um that joshua and moses had okay that these israelites had they trusted in god and because they trusted in god god was like okay here you go. Here's the, here's the blessings. Here's the promises I gave you. It's it, it's a it's a it goes both ways, guys. When you have a relationship with God, you know God has. I, I just tell everybody that God has so many blessings in His hand. He's just waiting on you. Like there's so many things that God can do, and we question God like, why? Why would you do this? And He's like, bro, I'm. It's ataki. Like I'm right here. Like we're, I have it all right here for you. He's like, but I need you to work for me. I need you to be a good and faithful servant or else these blessings are just going to be sitting here like on books on the shelves and getting rusty and dusty and earthing. He's like, I need you to work for me. And I feel like all these promises were able to be fulfilled because of the obedience that they had, the trust that they had in God. They obeyed to his commands. And I feel like personally, when we obey, every one of those promises will be fulfilled and not one of the Lord's good promises, good commands and good wills in our lives will fail us ever so in joshua chapter 23 is is when joshua gives his exhortation okay so joshua's old <laughs> so about this time joshua is getting old <clears throat> excuse me and the homie's about to die okay the homie's about to go r.i.p <laughs> and joshua calls all of israel to him so obviously they went and divide their lands they all had their inheritance so he calls them all in to tell them something so joshua tells them to obey their lord their god and warns them about 
what would happen if they turned away from the commands of God and the law of Moses. So obviously at the time they followed the law of Moses, and obviously they had to follow God along, so we have to follow the commands of God. So he was telling them that you need to remind yourself of what would happen if you turn away from that. Because like I said in the beginning of this message series, the intro, we will suffer consequences if we don't obey to God's commands. We will deal with the consequences. Like when a parent tells us to do something, and they tell us not to do something, we do it. We have to deal with the consequences because of our actions that we were we were turning away from those um those commands that we were being told by God or by our parents. <laughs> so in Joshua twenty, chapter twenty four is when the covenant covenant ceremony. So after that, Josh calls them all Joshua calls them all back again, where he asks them to serve the Lord. So this is where the covenant he makes with them. In verse fourteen he says, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Period. Throw away the God your ancestors worshipped before the beyond the Ephrite River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. So he's pretty much saying, serve, fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the God of your ancestors worshipped. So he's pretty much saying, serve God, fear him, trust him, do it faithfully, wholeheartedly and earnestly. He says, throw away everything that you were taught, everything your ancestors did, and every past past generations, all those things. Leave them back beyond the effort. Leave them all in Egypt. Leave it all behind you and walk in front of you. Like, continue your walk with Christ and walk forward. Leave all that behind you and be faithful in the Lord. So he was telling us, like, you need to pledge allegiance. You need to do this. This is a covenant I'm making, I'm making to you guys. And they pledge their allegiance. You know, it's kind of like raise your right hand <laughs> type thing. Like, they pledge their allegiance to the Lord. And Joshua makes a covenant with them there and creating a stone as a memorial of the covenant. Then in Joshua 24, this is when the homie dies. The homie goes bye-bye so joshua dies at the age of 110 and was buried in the land he received his inheritance (sighs) r.i.p r.i.p to the homie joshua he really did it (laughs) he really did great now joshua's obedience shows us the importance of trusting in god's plan even when it may seem unusual or difficult because like i said in the beginning it was a lot of pressure on joshua he had to lead a lot of people out of the wilderness from how long they were there for 40 years into the land of Canaan and then battle after battle after battle just conquering lands but they didn't they didn't doubt they after the if they won the first two battles I'm pretty if I was there I'd say frick yeah we got this like come attack us again Romans 31 Romans 8 31 if God is for us who can be against us that's literally what I have in the back of my mind and what God was telling them I would never leave and forsake you I got you fam don't even worry about it he's like all of it's taken care of if only we knew because God sees the eternal perspective while we only see, which was the verse I posted today, which is about God's timing. We see what's now, but God sees eternal perspective. And I, I've, I'm going to just carry that with me. God sees eternal eternal um, perspective. But anyways, it seemed un- unusual and difficult for Joshua again, just leading all these people war after war. But he still trusted, the Israelites trusted in God's plan joshua could have easily dismissed god's plan for conquering jericho and all the other lands he could have been like no i'm stepping down from this role i could not do that i'm actually kind of fearful i'm kind of like kind of terrified on this job but he chose to trust he chose to obey in god's wisdom and was rewarded for his faithfulness again goes back to the intro what is obedience um when we obey god when we trust in him when we have when we literally walk in obedience towards him we are going to be rewarded we are going to be fulfilled with promises and obviously with blessings 
And then when we st when we turn away from that obedience, when we turn away from God's command, obviously we're going to suffer the consequences, like I keep on repeatedly saying. But I'm not saying walk in, what I'm trying to, I'm not trying to say don't walk in obedience so that you can get blessings, okay? Don't be greedy like that. What I'm trying to say is, is that, oh, hold on. I had a brain fart. <laughs> what I'm not trying to say is that, oh, when you, if you walk in obedience, um, you get blessings. No, I'm not saying do that. I'm saying trust in God's wisdom, trust in God's plan for your life. What I'm saying is to have a reminder of who's the God we serve. Like, think of these stories. Think of what God has done. Let that be a reminder that your circumstances aren't going to last forever. They're only temporary. And because of Joshua doing this, he was, it, like, again, it was so unusual. It was so difficult. It was so, it was just so much pressure for him. And he continued to trust in God's ob obedience, in God's plan, and in God's wisdom, and was rewarded for that. So don't just think, oh, if I'm obedient, I'm going to get blessings. Like, I feel like that kind of mindset is kind of, like, greedy a little bit. I mean, that's just how I feel on that. But walk in obedience. Walk to God because you know how he, how he's going to handle your life. Walk in obedience because you get to live, you get to feel real peace and real joy when you live with God, when you have that Holy Spirit filled inside of you. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear. Do not be dismayed. For God is always with you. Just have that reminder. Be strong and courageous, which is like a Bible plan that I'm doing with a couple old friends of mine. And I just want to end it off on this own. Joshua 2-2. 2, -2. 2, -2. Joshua chapter 22, verse 5. This is what he says to the Israelites. To love the Lord our God. To walk in obedience to him. To walk in obedience to him. To keep his commands. To hold fast to him. And to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. To walk in obedience to God because that is so, so, so important because you can miss out on so many things, all the blessings, all the miracles that God is trying to show you or make come to life. And we're missing out on that because of our lack of obedience in him. And I'll just, I'll end that off for today. I'll just leave it there. But again, thank you guys for tuning in for today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed in today's word. I hope that Joshua... Joshua's obedience to the story is relatable to you guys and I hope that it is encouraging and motivational for you guys. Um, again, follow us on the social media platforms. Uh, we have the TikTok. I posted my very first TikTok. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of cringy to watch back because I'm not really used to that type of things to be doing, but I will get comfortable doing it. If you guys really like that content, please let me know on what else I should be posting. So follow us on the TikTok on the Instagram, um, I also post stuff on the TikTok. I also post as reels on our Instagram. Uh, follow, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. <laughs> um, go subscribe there. Um, I know I'm thinking about doing a vlog. I'm not sure. It's just kind of weird for me to do that. It's out of my comfort zone. But if it's for the glory of God, I'm going to be obedient and doing it. Okay, because these messages are also speaking to me. Trust me, I'm not just preaching it and I'm like, uh, I'm good. No, it's speaking to me deeply. So yeah, go ahead and reach out on that. Um, on our Instagram, reach us out for any reach out for any suggestions or prayer requests that you guys may have. If there's something that I didn't say properly, again, correct me. If there are things I may have said wrong or that I misinterpreted, or just things like that, you know, correct me. Because again, I am a human being. I'm not perfect. I am not innocent. I'm not the holy one. Okay, I am a child of God, but I also an imperfect person so please reach out if there are any suggestions that you may have or just kind of a correctness on that or just any prayer request but yeah that is it for today i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and i will hear from you guys i will talk to you guys next week in part five
All right. Bye, guys. Love you all. God bless.